Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's sermon podcast. As we approach God's Word, let's take a prayerful breath. Breathe in, breathe out. Listen to God's Word this day. Good morning. My name is Bruce Gunn. I'm an elder currently serving on session. Now, please join me in the prayer for illumination. God of unseen angels and unheard greetings, whose love for humankind continues even when we fail to hear. Favor us now with a message so compelling we cannot ignore it. Grant us wisdom, we pray. Amen. We turn now to God's word this morning. Our first scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 57 through 66. You can follow along on the screen. Now let us listen to God's word. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy to her and rejoiced with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, no, he is to be called John. They said to her, none of your relatives has this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And all of them were amazed. Immediately, his mouth was opened and his tongue freed, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about throughout the entire hill country of Judea. All who heard them pondered them and said, What then will this child become? For indeed, the hand of the Lord was with him. Our second scripture reading today is Psalm 126. You can follow along on the screen. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongues with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like a watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, in a weary world, what helps? Being amazed. It usually helps most of us. The scriptures today are about being amazed, but that was a long time ago. I heard a video and saw a video recently um, that I wanted to show to you, but I'm not going to be able to, unfortunately. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read, say what the video says. This is from Worship Together. It was a night unlike any other. There was a stillness in the air, a quiet calm in the evening sky. Grace was on the horizon, an unfathomable mercy, a love deeper than anyone had ever known. 
this silent night was about to give way to a chorus which would change the world forever. For on this day in the city of David is born a savior, the son of God, the word in flesh. God had reached down from heaven to earth to draw us to God, to make a way to bring us home. Today, the heart of God is on full display for God so loved the world that God gave God's only son. Let us pray. Holy one, be with us today and show us your awesomeness. Give us the comfort of your presence and the wisdom of your life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God so loved the world. We hear that scripture, right? We've heard it over and over. Maybe people have been in the church a long time. We hear that scripture, God so loved the world. John three sixteen. probably most of you can quote where it is in the Bible. It's the most quoted and known verse. God so loved the world. That word loved in that Sentence in the Greek is agape love. There's a couple different kinds of love in the Bible. One is like a physical love. One is a familial love, relationships, family. And this one is agape love. And that kind of love is a reasoned kind of love. It's a mind pleasure kind of love. It's a thing that when you see something that is just awesome, you go, I love that. Jesus came to tell us how awesome this world was. God really, really, really loves this world and everything in it, everything. Us, when God created us, it was very good. Everything was good. This, we were very good, very good. God really, really likes this. Why? Likes this world, loves this universe, loves us. Because it's special. Every, anyone who has, has studied science can tell you that this is a very special thing we've got going here. It needs to be just in the right balance. When things get out of balance, it doesn't work. Right? Yeah. We embody life. We are alive. And that is really special. And it's inspiring. It's awe-inspiring. Sometimes we ask questions like, where were you when? Where were you when we had 9-11? Where were you when John F. Kennedy was assassinated? Although that was a while ago. So maybe. But how about this? How about these where were you when? Where were you when you, f- when you saw your first cell phone? That was during my lifetime. I remember where I was. I was at the mall. (laughs) Maybe you were too. Where were you? Where did you travel on your first airplane? When you used your first computer? Those are amazing things in our lifetime. Aren't they? How about this? Where were you when you took your first ride into space? Anybody done that? Not yet? You think you will? How about this? What was the name of your first robot? 
depends on what you call a robot, right? It's all incredible. Imagine what the people in the scriptures today would have thought of all that. Incredible, not credible. No way that can't happen. But here it is. Here it is. Women over 50 to have a child today, not abnormal. Happens pretty frequently. And women to have artificial insemination, also pretty frequently. Not a, it's not a magic, it's science. In Advent, we celebrate Jesus, the embodiment of God, come to us to show us who God is, to tell us this is how we're supposed to live. Laws can be very dicey, right? Emmanuel, God with us. This is what we celebrate today. So what amazes you in this world? I'll tell you a story that happened to me that amazed me a little while ago. My granddaughter, about eight years ago, she's 11 now. Um, about eight years ago, we were driving home from her daycare. I'd picked her up and it was uh, daylight. It, we had gone back to standard time and it was darker outside. She's about three. And she says to me, Grammy, I love Grammy though, I don't know about you. Grammy, why does it get dark at night? You know, kids, they're curious. So, you know, I give her the standard scientific answer. Well, the world turns, you know, and the sun's over here. And when we're turned away from, you know, the sun, it gets dark. And when we're closer to the sun, it gets light. Oh, she says. Then she says, why does the world keep turning? You know where this is going, right? And I said, well, gee, I don't really know why the world, I'm not a scientist, I don't know. I don't know why the world keeps turning. I said, maybe you would too. Well, that's the way God made it. <laughs> Standard answer, right? Like Jesus, you know? And then she says, oh, okay. And then she says, but why did God make it that way? Of course, I don't have an answer for that. So I said to her, she grew up in the church, you know, she knew about God. I said, well, why don't you ask God? She goes, okay. It's a very chatty little girl. So loudly in the car, she says, God, why does the earth keep turning? And she's quiet, which was not at all like her. She was a very chatty little girl, so I'm waiting and driving. And there's silence. So I couldn't take it anymore. So I said, well, well, did God answer you? And she says, yeah. Yeah, God answered me. I'm like, well, well what did God say? And, he, and she said, God said it's because all the people aren't dead yet. She's three. And I thought, huh. How does a three-year-old come up with that? It's actually not a bad answer, really, because scientists will tell us that this world pretty much was made for us. It's very much like us and supporting of us, and so it's almost made for us. That amazed me. That amazed me. Do we allow ourselves to be amazed by things like that or just pass it off? Oh, yeah, well, three-year-old. Where'd she come up with that? I don't know. 
But you've got to open your mind. How does a weary world rejoice with these amazing things? We open our minds to them. We open our hearts to them. A couple of weeks ago, I preached a sermon about the king, God's parameters, God's policy for a king. And it wasn't anything like what we do here today. Nothing. It was a king who didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of wives, didn't have a lot of stuff, kept the law, was subject to others, did things together. That wasn't anything like. It was from Deuteronomy 17. Someone came up afterwards and said to me, yeah, Jesus was that king. Jesus embodied that king, didn't have a lot of money, you know, didn't have wives, you know, ran around with a few people. Yeah. Elizabeth and Zachariah living in Roman Judea thought, oh, you know, look at the things that are happening. They were amazed. They were living in, 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 in Roman, like I said, Roman occupied Judea and they were looking for a savior. All the whole Judea was talking about it. Word was getting around. When things amazing happen to you, does word get around? Do you tell people or not? Depends, right? You know, we read and we sing about angels and visions. And some, for some, visions are true experiences. And God does speak to us. God is with us. God communicates with us. Um, maybe in actions, maybe in the scriptures for sure, and in other ways. So I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It does. But we don't need that. I mean, we have to be careful with that, right? God actually speaking to us or thinking God speaks to us. You know, it has to be uh, lining up with scripture. It has to be, you know, love God, love people. It can't be outside of that. But we don't need that. We have amazing things in this world, the universe, the night sky, earthly creation, nature, the ocean, trees, beautiful flowers, really look, they are amazing. Many incredible things today that I just talked about, cell phones, you know, uh, smartphones, the things that we have today. But you know, that happened years ago too. They, all throughout the centuries, they had amazing things that we came up with telescopes and navigation equipment, metallurgy, calculus, microscopes, general anesthesia. We're really glad for that, aren't we? Yeah. And geometry, cement, electromagnets, asphalt roads, antibiotics. We're really glad for that too. When they start working, we're glad if we're sick. Combustion engines, telegraph, radio, air conditioning. Yeah. Jesus speaks to us in the scriptures about love. The Holy Spirit speaks as well. And I don't know about you, but this helps my weariness. Does this help? Do we allow it to amaze us? It should. We make progress. God knows it. We're still talking about Jesus today. And that happened a very long time ago. Scripture tells us that Jesus came to seek and to save from Luke 19, we might, that we might have life abundantly from John 10, not to condemn the world, but to save it, John 3, 17. This is what is still coming. Jesus already came to let us know what is still coming. 
God won't be stopped. That gentle, gracious, agape, unlike any other king, is coming back one day when the time is right. So if you're weary in this weary world, there is still reason to rejoice. This is what we celebrate each Advent. This is what many, most, or even all of us secretly know in our minds and hearts. This is the awe that Elizabeth and Zechariah, Mary and Joseph, and all Judea knew. And this is why you and me were here today, because we know it somewhere in our minds and hearts, because God so loved this world. And we do too. Amen. Thank you for listening to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's Sermon Podcast. We hope you'll join us for worship on Sunday morning. For more information about our congregation and our ministries, please contact the church office. Now go in peace.